Okay, everybody, what's everyone drinking tonight? I am currently drinking, surprise, surprise, a um, bottle of Malbec from Buenas Vidas. And this is quite nice. Excellent. Sounds good. Brett? Brett's not here, but Chris is here. Chris is here. <laughs> uh, and I'm actually in the car right now. I'm driving to uh, to visit a customer, so I'm actually drinking water. That's a... oh, I, thought you, I thought you'd be drinking via the sweet air of success. <laughs> okay, so I am drinking a Wasaga Beach Beach One Cerveza. So, a little different than normal, but a nice beer. Mm, very good. Shall we talk about the Herd Club Championship? I, I think that is the topic of the day. I think it may well be. Um, so, very briefly, um, the Herd Club, Herd Club Championship is the culmination of our four different series, that we, rather four different um, mixed category series that we run weekly. So, Herd Summer Racing League, Herd of Mountain Goats, Stampede, and Bullseye. Um, we have already kicked it off today with the first race, um, which is the Herd Summer Racing League three laps of Chain Chomper. Um, and on each lap, you have the Country Sprint, Castle KOM, and Temple KOM. Um, myself and Chris have both done this today. Um, it was beautiful. And judging by the number of people that have sent me messages to tell me how brutal a race was, I think it's been a fantastic success. That sounds like uh, your kind of race, James. It, it, it was. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, the, the first lap was hideous. Um, the, the start was fairly friendly, but I think often we see that when there's a sprint so early into a race and the first sprint was only two kilometres in. So you've got your two, two, sorry, two kilometres, sorry, your sprint after two kilometres, um, and it's a really short one. I think it's only 150 metres. Um, mm. And very shortly after that, you've got the Castle KOM, and that was full tilt um and, and because it's sort of a, a half flat half climb kom the the flatter bit was was actually it wasn't hideous but because of that the the climbing bit was really really hard and you go from that into the temple kom i think it's like within two kilometers of a finish so you, you really didn't have that much time to recover and um i think um chris and i both dropped the group um when, when we hit the temple um but chris did something i didn't um I, I i didn't make any bike changes but chris i think you did i did i was planning this right from the start having done i did a recon ride earlier in the week at not race pace obviously but but fairly spirited going after it and I could just tell um, by the quick succession of Castle and then Temple that this was going to be an issue for me to hold the group in Temple anyway. Just going back a couple of weeks to the discussion of matches singular versus matches plural, um, rather than just get dispatched out of the back of the group anyway and be on the wrong bike to slog up that, that dirt climb, it was always in the cards to pull over as soon as the, the surface changed, do a bike swap, and then find another group, any group to go up with. Um, 
do a similar time, but with less effort, knowing that we had to do this three times. Thank you, James. You're welcome. Um, The... um, In... Sorry, I'm just going to start again and completely backtrack. Um, in, in our race, there was, I think, a group of nine that um, took off up the roads on the Temple Com, and I I had nothing. Um, I, I, I think I, I was actually fortunate to hang on to that second group um, just because of how hard the first KOM was and how little recovery time we'd had. Um, and... Evidently, um, there, there were guys um, in front of our group who, who recovered better. But that, I think there were also two or three DQs um, at the front of the field as well, which always makes things a little bit tougher. But um, a lot of the guys in that front group um, pushed really, really well on, on, on Temple as well. So that that was the first lap. Um, and fortunately, we, we had a little bit of time to recover after Temple, going downhill, um, and then we're back to the sprint. And repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, so had a couple of people saying three laps is too many. I say it was the right number. Um, I yeah, I I, I think I, I was happy with three laps. Um, so race time was about an hour and fifteen, which is on on the longer side that we do for HSRL. Um, but I think it 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 was a good distance um, and. Yeah, I'm 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 happy. I chose three laps as opposed to two, and I'm I'm sure an awful lot of people will disagree with me. Um, and there's still another six races for people to um, vent their frustrations and tell me I'm a horrible person and all of those sort of things, which I know is always meant in jest. But I I I thought it was a really good race circuit, um, especially for um, FTS uh, FTS um, points racing. Um, I. Right, when, when, I completely agree, James. Uh, so I, I watched a little bit of your stream, um, but uh, not a lot. Um, and uh, I guess I think uh, I think this circuit is terrific. Um, so I did uh, yesterday a, a little bit of, uh, you know, zone two, almost two laps, and that took me an hour. So that's... Um, yeah, this is going to be tough for uh, some of the uh, lower categories. It's going to be a bit of a slog. Uh, but I, I do think it is a really good race course with the three primes, with the the castle climb is, it's not really your typical KOM. There's so much flat on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, It's interesting. And then temple KOM is dirt. So that brings the whole... Um, do you bike swap into the equation? So, yeah. I think Car- Castle KOM almost reminds me of like the uh, the 1980s video game Donkey Kong, where basically you go up a ladder, then you go up a load of flat bit, and then you go up another ladder. It's, it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, no barrels being rolled at you, though. <laughs> no, just uh, what bombs. Yeah. Um, I, I so... thought there would be... Oh, sorry, go ahead, James. Uh, I was just going to say, it's basically flat, followed by climb, followed by flat, followed by climb, and then you have um, a fairly flat finish. Yeah, that that sort of climb suits me. Um, Some rollers, a little bit of punchy ramps to get up. So I did fairly well on that. At least the first lap where we had a good group, I was able to time that out. 
But when I bike swapped and let the front group go, I was counting on finding more groups around the road. And they, it, except for like onesies and twosies on laps two and three, after I did the exact same thing, I just didn't find like big groups that I thought having, having pathed this out in my mind, I thought there'd be more groups on the road um, from all categories, but they're just, they really weren't. Um, yeah, I, I think the front two groups were both quite big, and that there, there was like sort of isolated riders behind, but not real clusters as you'd probably normally expect. It's, especially yeah. considering there's, there was like a decent sized field. I think do we get to like thirty five forty? I think. Yeah, I think we're about forty in the pen, at least in mm -hmm. the bees. Yeah. So, so, so that, I, um, sorry, carry on, Chris. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that didn't really affect my sprint. Like I was able to get um, top 10 in the sprints just because I'm kind of suited for a, a downhillish short sprint. Um, but it did affect, except for the first lap, I didn't get any top 10 prime points for the Castle KOM, which I would have, I think, if there was a bigger group that I got caught up with. But live and learn. Yeah, it's fun. Um Craig, I think this course is going to suit you particularly well. Um, I, I think so. I hope so. Uh, the um, I guess I'm still trying to figure out whether I do what Brent did or not because I mean I oh, have, have trainer dropouts. Uh, no, no. Trainer and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brent. Uh, yeah, but no, or uh, so uh, I guess he kind of went absolutely crazy on the on the temple kom didn't he or maybe i i, I missed it because it looked like he was off the back at the start and then passed you guys on the first temple you think i was with brent at the end of the first temple okay i, I guess I, I was looking and i thought he and mark were off the back of your group by two or three seconds um when okay. you, when you crossed the uh, start of the uh yeah, of that uh, first temple KOM, but uh... so I went over the line behind Brent and Mark on Castle. I can't remember where they were on Temple, but um, I think we were all in the same group after going through Temple. So if 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 they did like drop off by about two seconds towards the back, then they'd obviously have beaten my time by um, a couple of seconds, assuming we all went over at the same time. So that 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 sounds like quite a clever tactic yeah well i mean and that's you know, definitely mark does that all the time so um mm. that's uh and uh i mean that's that's one of my favorites too but uh no I, and i guess i'm also cons i'm i've almost talked myself into maybe trying a uh, bike swap lap one even if i'm with the group i guess it depends on what the group looks like and uh just how hard i've gone on uh the castle KOM. So, mm. um, so perspective. Um, I beat Paul Evans by a minute, um, and actually my um, lap two and three temple climbs were really good. Um, but Paul did a bike swap on, on um, lap three, and he beat me in the primes by one point. Yep. So, granted i mean my 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 third temple was actually my fastest i'm not entirely sure how that happened um but obviously he had a better climb with the gravel bike so it's, it's definitely 
there's, there's an awful lot to consider on this route. Yeah, and it is that trade-off on, um, you know, if somebody does manage to... So basically, I think if anybody manages on that first lap to bike swap, catch the group on the climb and yeah. get a little bit of a... And get enough of a gap on the descent to catch them back up again before the sprint. So if somebody can bike swap and then catch the lead group again before the sprint, I think they'll win. I think that that is the king strategy. But I am so looking forward to seeing your race stream. <laughs> I think this could be quite special. <laughs> or it's going to go a bit horribly, about horribly corner. wrong. <laughs> so, so um, go go, on, Chris. Sorry, I'm just going to chip chip in about uh, the mechanics of the bike swap, depending on what uh, what system or what format you're running. So I'm on Apple TV, which is, as we all know, that remote is a nightmare. You know, you, you touch it wrong and you end up in the fucking Sudoku puzzle of the week instead of on Zwift. So um, I had to like, go through strate strategically and buy, I bought a couple of Canyon bikes that would be like top of the frame list and outfitted those so I could just easily go in. I bought like the Lux to be my my uh, my dirt climber. And then I outfitted the Aeroad with some decent all-around wheels. I think I put the DT Swiss arc whatever's on there in case i had a uh in case i had to do like a shorter bike swap at the bottom of the the dirt descent and i couldn't get back to the tron so i had i've ended up riding all three of those bikes at some point throughout the race yeah so i think for me my plan would be to go with the uh the cervello s5 2020 and mm -hmm. the cervello Espero as the swap bike mm. yeah yep and if you can do that, I just couldn't count on being able to scroll down without ending up on like a Zwift steel bike. So yeah, no, I get you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm on a PC. I've got a Bluetooth mouse um, and a Bluetooth keyboard that sit next to me. So I think I've got a pretty good setup for that. But uh, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely slower than some people on bike swaps. I think actually using Android. Uh, touchscreen as your uh, Zwift device right in front of you is the fastest way to do it. So, Yeah. So, um, just to make people aware that um, we, we have actually released a um, podcast. Craig, I think, did we release it on Wednesday or Thursday? It was Wednesday. So, on Wednesday, we released a podcast um, giving a, a more detailed breakdown of what the um, Herd Club Championships is all about. But very briefly, um, the first event is Herd Summer Racing League, which is three laps of Chain Chomper, um, followed by Herd of Mountain Goats, which is um, uh, Sunday and Monday. Um, and that'll be a um, single climb of Ventop, um, followed by Stampede, which is uh, Sunday and Monday again. Um, and that is a single, call it a lap, of um, Volcano Climb After Party, which is essentially two laps of Volcano flat. And on the third lap, you also go up the Volcano as well. And then on Wednesday... In Bullseye, we have eight laps of the Queen's Highway in Yorkshire. So um, please do check out the podcast we released on Wednesday. Um, and there's plenty of um, bike swap chat in there.
I, I think, we, 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 do you, Craig, do you think we should talk about why um, Macquarie Island is entirely uphill and has no downhill? I, I, I think we should. And I, I, this is <laughs> a... Um, so every time I mention Macquarie Island and I mentioned that uh, this was the route for uh, Herd Summer Racing League this week. And uh, anyway, so uh, my wife, Carrie, she immediately starts on a rant and it's at least two minutes each time about how awful Mercury Island is and how the entire island is uphill and there's no flat and no downhill anywhere. Um, so I get it. On most of the routes, the downhill is either all in one spot and overall it's over in a couple seconds or the downhill is on dirt and you still have to pedal to get any decent speed anyway uh, if you're on a road bike. So I I, I get it, but it is really funny. I, I think that's actually quite topical because with, with this race, um, you obviously climb up um, Castlecom, and there's like as good as no downhill at all until you hit the Temple KOM. And the only downhill you actually have is going down the dirt track, which doesn't seem to last particularly long and doesn't feel like you've gone down anywhere near as much as you've gone up. Yeah, and that's uh, Carrie is absolutely convinced that uh, Mercury Island, you, you nobody ever goes down. It's just a constant, constant climb. So, I, I said that's not possible if you're doing multiple laps, and I, I, I got the look. I, I think she could be onto something. I'm, I'm absolutely certain we did not go down as far as we went up. Okay, so I I don't think Chris has any uh, opinion on that. <laughs> Perhaps not. No, no, I don't. I would agree. I would agree with Carrie on that. You get shortchanged on the distance. So, um, as this is um, mainly a, um, a fairly short pod this week because um, we did two in the space of a week, um, which obviously recorded on Friday, and it took a very long time. Um, Craig, um, what has annoyed you about Zwift this week? Um, so, and it, it's not entirely your fault, James, but the uh, the schedule you've got for the uh, Herd of Mountain Goats, I don't usually do the Herd of Mountain Goats, so it, it hadn't really come up. But um, yeah, no, most of the times do not fit with when I like to do Zwift races, which is typically early in the morning or late at night for me. So, yeah. Sorry, I don't like it, James. Oh dear, that's a shame. But I will say one thing I do like is <laughs> the backtrack that Zwift did on the stats for the Cervelo S5 2020. Um, so making it a second faster than the fastest bike is a lot better than making it six seconds faster than the fastest bike. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I think that was a good move. Should we use the word nerfed to annoy you? No, that that is actually the correct word. That is nerfed. It's uh, so <laughs> yes, that, that that is entirely correct. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in full agreement that, I mean, six seconds over fifty minutes doesn't sound like much, but when you look at what that might mean over a hundred, three hundred, a thousand watts, then it's all adds up and. A single second sounds a lot more realistic. 
I don't necessarily mean that I know for a fact that the um, the S5 is one second faster, um, but you, you, I wouldn't have thought you tended to see developments that are so significant. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy that that got brought, let's say, more in line. Yeah, and I think um, even... So I'm not... I don't even care that much on whether it's realistic or not it's more from a from the game perspective making the performance that much better even if the real bike's performance is that much better um especially as a high level bike as well yeah and not only that but even if it's not a high level bike it just means that in races everyone uses that bike if there's (laughs) no choice and i mean that that's not fun either yeah, I mean, um, tonight I went with Tron mainly down to some probably misguided belief that the Tron's actually not that bad at climbing um, and is um, a better all-round bike. And I say this with no evidence whatsoever and extremely little research, i.e. none. Um, I, I, I felt the, the Tron would marginally outperform the Cervelo. So on the... And, and I tested... So on the Castle KOM, the Cervelo was still faster, um, mm-hmm. and that that's there's a lot of flat. There's even a bunch of downhill. Um, so yeah. on the Castle KOM, and that was so that was so low at roughly 200 watts. But uh, I think if you're talking on the Temple KOM, which is a lot steeper and a lot slower. Uh, and even slower because of the dirt, I think the Tron would definitely outperform it there. So that's a um, uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that was a bad choice, James. I, I think that was mm. entirely defensible. Superb. Um, and as ever, um, obviously, draft comes into the equation that makes all of these things a lot more complicated. Yeah. It does, but I mean, even in the draft, so when you're in the draft, the drag you've got is reduced, but it's still, you're, you start with the same base amount as if you weren't in the draft, and then you, I believe it's a percentage decrease. So it's, uh, yeah, you're still better off on a more aero bike, even if you're in the draft, mm-hmm. but it's not as big a difference. Absolutely. Um, Chris, what has Zwift done to annoy you this week? Uh, So I was going through and, like I said, rearranging and purchasing new bikes so I could bike swap easily. And um, I just have a whole bunch of bikes now that I never really ride. It'd be cool to be able to, like, mothball some of those or sell them back for credit or at least reorganize my garage so I'm not stuck. buying bikes for alphabetical purposes rather than for performance or want to ride purposes but yeah i I think um ernst um raised a suggestion on the zwift forums that you could basically have your favorite bikes and your favorite wheel Mm. sets uh, which would make things a lot easier what make things even easier is if you could bike swap on the companion app my goodness yes um, that would be amazing. Um, so the other thing I think James would be, because even if you're on the companion app, you're still flicking around um, yeah. through all your bikes. 
Um, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, it might have been Dorothy, where who suggested a uh, an attic or a uh, or a basement to store the uh, bikes that weren't in rotation. So that would be the the other way, mm-hmm. the opposite of the favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so from my point of view, um, Zwift annoyed me by, um, rejecting my job application. Um, so I, I applied for a, um, job at Zwift as a community manager. Um, and despite managing a Zwift community of, um, 7,200 with 26 races weekly, um, evidently there are people with, um, more experience than I um, which I found frustrating without being given the opportunity to, well, it, um, I, I didn't even get an interview. So that, that frustrated me. Um, so I think that falls under the category of uh, what Zwift has done to annoy me this week. Um, I'm sure they had their reasons, um, but I found that quite frustrating. The end. Well, like I said on the Facebook group, James, they would have put you in charge of the rowing community. So... <laughs> It's a bullet dodge. So, so, so basically, that would be the rowing community of Stephen Pritchard. Rowing yeah. enthusiasts. Uh, I, <laughs> we do have a couple uh, people in the herd that do uh, that do row for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's a. I I don't see where it is necessarily or should be a key market for Zwift because. Right those people are doing other things. Um, most in rowing, you typically have your back to where you're going. It's not a, it's not something where people are used to actually looking at where they're going. So I think, you know, staring at the screen on stroke rate and how fast they're going is pretty much the norm for the rowers. So I'm not sure it's as good a market for Zwift as they think, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and if you look at uh, if you look at the uh, developments they've made to running, um, aka none since it was originally released, um, I do wonder if they've just come to the conclusion that cycling is their core product and they are not going to de- develop outside of that. Um, whether or not I'm completely mistaken, but, but, but they, as far as I'm aware, since the initial release of Swift Running. Other than new courses being made available to runners, there's been, there's been very very little work in the way of that. Um, outside of a few um, WTRL events, so you've got your um, duathlon and uh, running league, um, but that's all been WTRL run. So I haven't really seen any development in the way of running. So that may well have been while they scrapped um, rowing as well. I, I think there is some, James. Um, it, it's definitely a lot less than cycling. And I think, um, you know, as a as a reformed runner, um, th- there's definitely much less of a change in how running works in a group compared to cycling. You don't get, you know, a, a 30 or 40% advantage by sitting behind somebody when you're running. So it's, there's, it's just not as much how running races work or even running training. So uh, it's, 
it's an odd match. Um, I mean, I don't like treadmills and I don't like treadmills with Zwift any better than I like them without Zwift. So, um, and you know, I can run outdoors on ice just fine, just by putting spikes in my shoes. So, and, and I think that's it. I think that's the key point, though, Craig. Because um, let, let, let's say you live in a city, you can go out and run. Um, whereas if you live in a really busy city, you pro you might not want to ride on the roads, and you might have to drive twenty miles or whatever it is to go to a, a suitable bike route. Whereas obviously on Swift, you just jump on your bike and pedal away. Um, whereas generally, runners can just run as soon as they're, they're out the front door so but, but, but there's probably not that level of demand for gamifying running i think there's definitely less of a perceived value anyway i i, I think there's probably there's probably people that want it um i i kind of like running um although i've kind of gotten out of it for a couple of years but i i do like it so the the gamification isn't something that really interests me but definitely um yeah there, there's there's much less value in the ability to do it indoors or make it more interesting indoors than there is the cycling to me anyway <laughs> i think on that note we are we are probably done um Good luck to everybody who is entering the uh, Herd, Club and Sh Herd Club Championship, either the um, HSRL event today, tomorrow and Sunday, or any of our other events. Um, please do check out our previous podcast for more detailed reviews of the courses. Um, and I'd better get to work starting to sort out results, which will probably take me about 24 hours. <laughs> Thank you very much, and good night. Good night. Good night, everybody.